Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. I am honored to be with Dr. Dean Baker, who's an economist and co-founder of the Center for Economic and Policy Research. Dr. Baker, thank you so kindly for uh, catching up with us at this uh, sort of a, right, I should say opportune time. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing great. Look, um, Dr. Baker, let me tell you, I've been very concerned about these, these vaccines. First of all, I am happy that we got it done, but there are, there are a few things that I think a lot of people don't understand in the beginning, and that is, uh, while the vaccines were rather quick, the technology was just there and ready for this occurrence. The RNA research, all of that was done by the, private, by the public sector for a long time. Universities have been working on this for a while. Uh, I just saw a report in Common Dreams where there is an issue with the WTO and making this vaccine, these vaccines readily available around the world. And um, this is because of patenting and, and profits, et cetera. So why don't you please give me your rundown as far as what's happening and what you think should occur with these vaccines and putting them throughout the world? Yeah, so what we're seeing is that we have now successful vaccines, both the Pfizer and the Moderna. I don't know if the FDA has actually approved Moderna yet. It's probably going to do it if it hasn't done it today, tomorrow. I mean, it's literally any day now. So we have successful vaccines, but the problem is that we have inadequate supplies. And the United States and other rich countries have locked up much of the supply of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines really through 221. And what that means is there'll be little available for much of the world, for the poor countries in the world. And what's going on is that the, the WTO, there's a resolution before the World Trade Organization put forward by South Africa and India that would suspend patent and other intellectual property rights, not just on vaccines, but also on treatments, because we know there are issues with, well, it was Regeneron, the treatment that mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump took, and apparently is very effective. There are patents on these that are limiting production of that. So this resolution would call for suspending patent rights for the duration of the pandemic. So what that would mean is that any manufacturer anywhere in the world that they had ability to produce these vaccines or these treatments would be able to do so at least through the, through the duration of the pandemic. So in principle, that could allow vaccines to be spread much more quickly and hopefully get, you know, get the pandemic under control, not just the United States and Europe, but throughout the world. Now, what I found disconcerting is, uh, you know, I always talk about many of the European countries being more enlightened. They have uh, somewhat Medicare for all type system throughout the world. So they, they put more emphasis in humanity than we do as a country. And it surprised me that the countries that were against uh, uh, suspending the patent, not eliminating the patent, but suspending the patents wouldn't do so. We had Japan in there. We had the UK. We had the European Union. All these guys are saying, no, we don't want to do that. What's your thoughts on that? Well, there are two things going on. The bigger one is that all these countries uh, have their own pharmaceutical industries. 
And they're very powerful, just as they are here. So as much as we might think our government gets corrupted by, by big business, by the pharmaceutical industry, well, you have big pharmaceutical companies in, in Germany, in France, in, in the Netherlands, you know, so so same story applies there so that their their uh, their industries are demanding you don't they don't want this they see it as a bad precedent and the other part is there's some sense of solidarity uh, in this case a pernicious solidarity you'd like to see them have solidarity with uh, the people throughout the world low-income people throughout the world who need to be protected from this pandemic but their solidarity is with other rich countries so it's it's very hard to break. Um, on the plus side, I, I will just say something here that, you know, it, it's rare that you get outright victories. So I would love to see that, you know, South Africa and India taking the lead and put this forward. I'd love to see the U.S. and Europe and go, yeah, that's right. You know, they, they you know, you know, part of the point, you know, that I made and others on, uh, about this is that they've already been paid. So it's not as though we're, we're Pfizer won't be well compensated. They're already being paid. Moderna, they've already been paid. So so they just might not be getting as much money as they might hope. But what we might see, and I think we are seeing out of this, is that even if they don't actually suspend the patent rights, we've created pressure on these companies to have licensing to to basically disperse their vaccines much more quickly than they might have otherwise. So even if they still nominally maintain the patent rights, they'll negotiate with manufacturers in India and Brazil, countries that have manufacturing capacity and allow them to manufacture their vaccines or the, the other treatments. So I think it's not necessarily what I would wanna see. I wanna see anyone who could produce this stuff produce it, but I think it brings to bear pressure that has a real, real outcome, real effect. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Amazon is offering sign-on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New, higher wages with a sign-on bonus. A range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top-rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Now, based on your knowledge, these companies, they have the technology already to produce it, and they know the formulas, the regenerations, and all these things to make these products, don't they? Well, you have sophisticated manufacturing facilities in, in many developing countries. Certainly, India is the foremost manufacturing uh, uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing in the world. Now, these particular, can they just uh, reverse engineer, you know, the vaccine from Pfizer, from uh, Moderna, that I don't know the answer to. I've heard conflicting things on that because they say, oh, it's very complex. And then I've heard other people who are experts, which I'm not, say, well, actually, it's not that complex. So I, I don't have the answer to that. What I will say is that if Moderna, if Pfizer, if they acted in good faith, they would transfer the know-how. So we wouldn't have to have this argument. So I, I don't know whether you know, the, the engineers in India could just go, oh, we know how to do this and, you know, get, you know, obviously not tomorrow, but we're talking mm -hmm. two, three months down the road, or, or whether they would actually need someone at Moderna, someone involved in manufacturing to show them exactly what to do. That I can't answer. But, you know, again, what we would like is for them to transfer the technology. 
Well, look, I'm not a I'm not a uh, biologist either. I'm an, I'm just a, an engineer. But here's what's interesting: uh, the person who sort of developed a lot of the spike protein technologies right here in Houston, where I'm at. I don't remember the name of the doctor right now. But interestingly, um, I, I think you're on to something when you said, uh, well, some of them say that it's easy and just maybe a lot of this stuff has to do with it. Not be, look, the fact that it came out in nine months, Dr. Baker, probably means it's not all that uh, complex. I mean. That, that's right. So, so the fact was no one was producing this nine months ago. So, you know, Moderna was able to ramp up and be prepared to produce it in, you know, I don't know, four months, five months. I don't know right. when they first started and same with Pfizer. So this isn't talking about, we aren't talking about something that takes years and years. And again, important point to keep in mind, no one thinks that the whole world will be vaccinated by the end of this year or next year, I should say, the 221. So even if we have facilities that don't come online until July, August, September, that will still mean people get vaccinated much, much earlier than would otherwise be the case. Now, um, you're, you're one of our, what I call a progressive capitalist. I, I don't consider myself a capitalist at all, but I understand where you're coming from. Don't you think that these kinds of issues really put a black eye on everything that uh, this economic system stands for, where the, lively, where the lives of people are dependent on a profit motive somehow? Well, I guess I'd say two things on that. It really depends. Capitalism, better or worse, is an enormously flexible system. So that's why I don't envision a world where it gets overthrown because you could have a, a million and one permutations could change, and it does change. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, what I'd argue is for a big change in the sense that we don't have to finance the development of drugs and vaccines the way we currently do with patent monopolies. Mm-hmm. So suppose, and we actually did do this with Moderna. We literally paid for their development up front. So suppose that was our general policy. I don't expect people to work for free. So we pay companies up front. They could be capitalist profit-making companies, but they're going to get paid. Their, their profit will be on doing the research. Once it's done, everything is 100% the public domain. So we have a new drug, a new vaccine. Anyone who wants to could produce it. So then we don't have have these big problems that oh here's this really rare life-saving drug and you know it's gonna they're gonna charge us a hundred thousand for it well if anyone could produce it it's not gonna be really rare now there can well be some exceptions but those will be few and far between so the cases we look at where something's very expensive and low-income people can't get it either in the united states or in the developing world those for the most part wouldn't exist so i say it really depends how we structure it and i think the way we do it now is pretty awful now dr baker you've I think you've spoken a whole lot about rents and, and when you talk about all, all these particular issues. So, so I, I mean, um, I think, to, to put it bluntly, I think to some extent that is happening, but we're being conned because most of this research occurs, this RNA research occurred at, uh, at uh, Rochester University and many other universities, okay? Paid for by, yeah. by us, right? In, in yeah. effect, I think we're kind of doing that right now, but I think we're being, t- uh, I think there are charlatans that are really... Uh, taking over. I'd like you to kind of tell America that, that we're already paying for this stuff. Yeah, well, th- this is a really extreme case. I mean, we paid, you know, a huge amount of research was paid for by the National Institutes of Health, by private universe, private public universities. And then what you see is you get Moderna and Pfizer, you know, saying, oh, you know, look, we had this great innovation. And just to be clear, it is a great innovation. But the vast majority of the funding came from the public sector. And the big technology you mentioned before, discovering the coronavirus I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. I have an urgent message. Unfortunately, 
Traffic fatalities have increased in D.C., and I need your help to reverse this troubling trend. Did you know that using a seatbelt can drastically reduce the risk of death or serious injury to you or a loved one? Seatbelts save lives, and together we can accomplish a safer community. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Always wear your seatbelt. Click it or ticket. I'm Robert Conti, Chief of the Metropolitan Police Department. Unfortunately, traffic fatalities are up in the district, and I need your help to reverse this trend. Seatbelt save lives and reduce the risk of death or injury. Click it or ticket. Like protein. That was done entirely on the public's dime. So, you know, for them to then turn around and say, oh, you know, we get this patent monopoly, we get to charge, and you know, and if you try to interfere with our monopoly, you're stealing from us. They say that. You go, no, no, we're just, we paid for it already. You guys got paid for it. And more generally, again, I think this is an extreme case, but more generally, we spend over $40 billion a year. We mean the U.S. government spends over $40 billion a year on the National Institutes of Health. And everyone agrees. They do enormously important, valuable research. And, and what happens is they do, in many cases, the big, you know, big, the heavy lifting that the pharmaceutical industry then works from. And they go ahead and get a patent and then charge us a lot of money for the drugs. So, again, my view is rather than doing it that way, let's just pick up the whole tab. Don't just pick up the tab for the basic and sometimes even follow on research. Let's pick up the whole tab and then just have it be produced as generic, you know, and they still make money. So I'm being a capitalist here. You know, they'll, they'll get paid for their. You're trying to curve capitalism into it no matter what. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But you know, you know so... what is interesting? Because what you said, said is absolutely right. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I just think that if uh, more if, if more of you got out there to get that message out because a lot of people don't know they really just think oh uh you you want the government to take over everything it's like no the government's already doing it so uh you know let's yeah, let's be no, real it, here it, invariably they try to turn this argument to a stupid argument so no i'm not going to have the central planning agency of drugs to sign everything that's going to be designed and, you know, people want to say, oh, the government can't do anything right. I go, oh, so you want to get rid of the 40 billion that we give to? Oh, no, 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 they do that well. I mean, that's why their position on this is absurd. And I've debated people from the industry and they, they, they would have us believe, oh, we give it to NIH to do more basic research. And again, much of their research is beyond basic. But in any case, we'll just leave that. And that's very good. But if we ask them to parcel out the money, again, they're not doing it in-house. They give it to universities, they have private contractors. If they were to say, oh, develop drugs, then we might as well just throw it in the toilet. Exactly. And that's actually why Moderna is so important, because we gave them a billion dollars. And what they do, they developed a good vaccine very quickly. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the tenet behind this system is uh, maximization of monies for the shareholder. Well, the best way to maximize the money for the shareholders, get the proof of concept paid for by the public. And then you take over the spoils. Yes, and that, that's that's what we have now, and it's an awful, awful system. I mean, it's both wasteful in terms of money, but people's lives. I mean, we, we, we have drugs that should be very cheap, and, you know, it's difficult for many people or impossible for them to afford them. We can look at insulin. We can look at the AIDS cocktail that was denied the rest of the world because they couldn't afford it, how many millions of lives we lost. That is one of the reasons why I say all the time, unless you're – unless you – at, at best, your form of capitalism is what we have. I think we have a, we don't have an, an easy future going forward because eventually people are going to react to what we're seeing today. Eventually people will react. Your thoughts on that? Well, this is a horribly, you know, unjust system. And, you know, again, it's, 
we, we, everyone understands if there's real scarcity in the world, you know, we all want a big house or whatever, fine. We can't all have a big house. We can understand that. But in this case, that's not even the issue. You know, we're, we're just keeping drugs, we're keeping vaccines from people so that some companies can make really high profits. And that's just a crazy system. And in this case, it's not just, you know, a bigger house or something. It's literally people's lives. And unfortunately, we have a system which really cherishes false scarcity. I'm glad you used the word scarcity because much of our pricing increase in healthcare or pricing increases in a lot of places, it's a lot about false scarcity. Absolutely. And this is this is 100% false scarcity because it just it would not be an issue if we didn't have the patent monopolies at stake. Dr. Baker, thank you so kindly for uh, allowing me to interview you on this short notice. But I think this is a subject that's at hand right now and a lot of our audience, something that they're talking about. So thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thanks a lot for having me on. I really enjoyed it. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico, because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.